how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints Bonus Edition. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And today we are going to hear all about some very famous people, I think. Right, Diana? Very famous. Like, so famous. This is the story of the Battle of Blythe Road. I'm sure there are certain people who are like, oh yeah, I know all about the Battle of Blythe Road. And I'm sure there are certain people who won't even know one of these names that we're talking about. But you let us know where you fall on the spectrum. And if you want to know more, you're going to have to research it yourself. Because I read about this in just a few hours. And this is what I gleaned. Okay, okay. So so back up. Blythe, is that a place? Blythe Road is a place, actually. This is, it's, it's a place in London that is currently George's Cafe. But before it was George's Cafe, it was the headquarters of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Oh, okay. This suddenly got very interesting. Golden Dung? Oh, no. No, no. No. Golden Dong? No, Becky, no. Definitely not. Dong like a ding dong or like a schlong dong? Neither, Becky, no. Golden what? Just no. Don't spell it. Smack. D-A-W-N. Oh, Dawn! (laughs) Yes. Dawn isn't golden, the, it's the sensible. It's the sensible word in this, Dawn. <laughs> in this phrase. I, I've, heard, I've heard this before, and I've always been wondering, like, why would there be an order of the Golden Dawn? The Society of the Golden Dawn was founded in London in 1888, but some groups today still claim that they have a magical lineage from this society, including a far-right nationalist group from Greece, um, that may or may not want to be called Nazis. It's hard to say. So yeah, so this this went all sorts of different ways after this society kind of disbanded. But um, you know, it, it 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 continues on in its various iterations. But back in 1900, there was an epic smackdown that occurred at this location. Are they using dogs? And here's what happened between two dongs. It was a dong fight. They crossed swords at Blythe Manor. So here's what happened. Yes, please do tell. We really need to go deep, deep, deep later. Not today. We need to go deep into the women of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn because they were... Go deep into the women. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's why I pronounced that last word very carefully. I know you Um, So... (laughs) I mean, you're talking about this group has 
female leadership in 1900 London. It, I mean, 1900 London was not a place where females led anything, except for this group. Florence Farr was the moderator there. Annie Horniman was the scribe. Moyna Bergson Mathers and Maud Gone were major figures of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And I have a book that I'm waiting for from the public library to read all about them. But uh, it's taking a little while because apparently the previous checker outer really, really is really, really, really interested in knowing every single detail. Come on. Come on. I've been waiting for a month. It's probably lost. It's probably lost, I would guess. Yeah, they're just embarrassed to say it. Anyway, Maud Gone was the object of obsession of a certain person you might know named W.B. Yeats. Oh, the Irishman! Well, at the time, he I think he thought of himself as a Londoner. He was living in London. This is between his Irish youth and his Irish olderness. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in between, he was a Londoner. And he got so involved into the Hermetic Society of the Golden Dawn that he actually kind of ended up sort of running it for a while there in 1900. They didn't tell me that on the Yates tour in Ireland. Yeah, I know. All the things you don't know about Yates, right? He did, in fact, kind of run this order around the turn of the century. Another major figure, I I mean, Yates, there are so many little bitty little jabs at Yates. Like he was so gone on Maud Gone. He thought she was like the pinnacle of, of virtue and he was going to be her chaste magical partner. And, um, yeah, I know, apparently he was a virgin until he was in his 30s. Um, I don't know if that's true. Yates? Yates? Come to us through the Ouija board, let us know. Oh, but, okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to con- contact Yates. Get the pendulum out, Yates. If you want to speak up in, in defense of your, your virtue, now is the time. Okay, I just happen to have a pendulum here. Just happened to, oh, hey, I just happened to have this pendulum. Okay, Yates. Yates, come to be Yates. Mm. I'm the Irish one. I really should be doing this. Do you have a pendulum right now, Heidi? I do. It's way over there, though. Okay, well, mine's within reaching distance without getting out the paint. Smart. Yates, Yates, Yates. I'm kind of Irish. Yates. Kind of? Scottish. (laughs) In that you tried to make beer in the closet when you were... (laughs) That was last episode. Okay. WB Yates, whatever that stands for. William Butler. William Butler Yates. I do Yates. know that. I yeah. don't know. I don't read literature. William Butler Yates, please come to us. Were you indeed a virgin until you were 30? Was the 30-year-old virgin based on you? Oh. He's telling me no. He's saying no. Of course he's I'm saying no. Unequivocally no. Whoa, it's going hard. It's going hard. (laughs) You heard it from the ghosts, guys. This was a rumor. Um, But it was rumored (laughs) at the time. And, uh, you know, his his paragon of virtue, Maud Gone, was actually, she was a pretty cool person. But it turned out she was uh, like a secret mistress of uh, a powerful dude and had two of his children. So she wasn't the the chaste, um, uninterested magical partner that he was looking for but he did a lot of this occurred during a period in his life where he was like very much pining for this this other person so this may be sort of kind of the reason why he got a little bit overly involved in this society was Maud. we're contrasting the idea of this kind of shyish virtuous poet with 
Aleister Crowley, who was kind of his rival of the time. Crowley, on the flip side, he was not a paragon of virtue. He didn't want to be a paragon of virtue. He was raised extremely Christian by extremely religious parents. Uh, However, just as he was like doing everything he possibly could to please Jesus, his father died when he was 11. And he immediately went, I never liked you anyway, God, and turned around and joined every possible sin, vice, and occult activity in town. The way the story's told, he's 11, he's sleeping with hookers, he's like going out and doing drugs and maybe like torturing, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing awful things and the press just like, by the time he's 20, the press has just painted this awful picture of him as being like the most evil, disgusting, notoriously malevolent practicer of the occult and amoral, nasty person. Like he's, he's like, he's the total pariah of this whole movement. And he loved every minute of it, I'm sure. No, he was proud of it. He was like, no, 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 this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to piss everybody off. That's why he started going by Alistair. Was specifically, he changed his name to Alistair because he thought he'd get more famous and be more intimidating with the name Alistair versus, I think his name was Edward Alexander Crowley when he was born. So Alistair, supposed to be a famous name, like Tom Cruise. You know, it's, it's not a real name. It's just a famous name. Alistair Crowley, he wanted to join in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn as a level two adept. And they were basically like, no, no, no. And their excuse at the time was, oh, we were afraid that he will profane the name of magic and use his magic against the the benefit of humanity. He's obviously, he's an evil, corrupt person. We cannot make him an adept. Others say it was because he was like, you know, leftist and anti-Christian and bisexual and all these other things that at the time society was like, maybe we should just make up excuses and just exclude him. So there was a schism in between Crowley and Yeats's groups because Crowley couldn't get anywhere with the Hermetic Order. He went to Paris and studied under a magician named Mathers. There he received his highest level of the second rank, Adeptus Exemptus. And when Gates's chapter was like, uh, prove it. <laughs> we don't believe he's qualified to be a level two adept. Mathers was just like, you know what? You're not qualified. Ooh. They totally... <laughs> They split. And this might be, this might be where the spelling of magic with a K started, was the Mathers and Crowley camp spelling it with a K in order to delineate themselves as like more real magicians than than the others who just used to see. Don't have any sources on that, but... Well, that makes sense. Well, let's go with it. I think that's where it came from, was Crowley being like, we don't even practice magic anymore. We practice magic... <laughs> Because we're better than you. And that was just the, the vague feeling that everybody <laughs> in both sides ended up with by the time this fateful day in the year 1900 came about. So the London chapter <laughs> is holding just a normal meeting. They're like, could you please read the minutes, Annie Hornman? You know, it's just a boring meeting, whatever. When all of a sudden... In the street below, oh no. shouting is heard. 
and they peer out the window of their second floor. Well, I mean, it's, it's a temple, the Temple of the Golden Dawn, but it's really just like the upper apartment above a cafe. But, you know, they, they called it a temple. So they peer out the window of their temple, and what they see is Alistair Crowley wearing full tartan kilt and a hood with a giant head of Osiris on the top. And he's standing in the street, shouting menaces at everybody in the building, and he's making the sign of an upside-down pentagram in the air with a magical wand, and he's shouting spells, and they defend themselves with spells. And there's an attack, and he comes tromping through the streets, making gestures. He's holding an atame a dagger. He's holding a knife. So he's armed with a magical wand and athame, and he's making these symbols in the air, and he's shouting these magical curses at the people of the Golden Dawn, and they're shouting back at him as much magic without a K as they can muster. And the forces collide when Alistair Crowley enters the downstairs building and comes marching up the stairs to attack them with his magic, and Yates opens the door and kicks Crowley down the stairs. <laughs> Take that in your cake. Whoa. So, so I'm trying to visualize this. He's dressed in a full Scottish tartan and like, like kilt and the knee socks with the little feathers on the side and the loafers and the whole... And some kind of a robe. Robe. With the head of Osiris on the top. Like what... Why that amalgam? That's like a really weird Celtic Egyptian thing. Osiris is green. Is that why? <laughs> I think his plan was when in doubt, freak him out. Like he just, <laughs> he was just like, what can I do to make them think that I have more knowledge and more skill and power than they do. I know. I'll mix together all of these strange symbols that they've never thought to mix together before, and maybe they'll be freaked out. Or maybe he really did like have like a very specific logic. Either way, that was not brought up later in the lawsuit which resulted from this attack, of course, because it just makes sense to sue somebody who attacks you at your place of business and worship. And so they went to court... And the London chapter of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn won the court case because they were paying rent. <gasps> mm -hmm. It was their mm -hmm. space, and he was trespassing. Exactly. Yep, that's all it took. Didn't, didn't require anybody to be a really good magician, just uh, whoever was actually paying rent was, um, was the well, uh, proper. Did he countersue for being attacked? I mean, was the staircase part of their unit, or was that public property? Ooh, I do not know. I, I do not know if he probably did. I mean, it was supposed to be a pretty intense legal battle. See, Americans aren't the only ones that sue. Where do you think we got it from? <laughs> After this battle, there was a, I think he was a Don member, not Dong member, Don member <laughs> uh, named Elman, who wrote a book about this called The Battle of Blythe Road. So it's Blythe Manor on Blythe Road? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm misquoting when I say manor, Becky. I'm not sure. I mean, are you thinking of Bly Manor, like that Netflix series? Yeah, 
Yeah, it might be. I okay. might. It might be just the Battle of Blythe Road. Okay. So let's let's change this. It, it's it's the Battle of Blythe okay. Road. Okay, just forget everything um, you heard with the word manner. Go back everything. in your brain yeah. and just forget everything. But none of this is worth your brain space. Trust me. Oh, I think this is fascinating. I can't wait to see a photo of Crowley in his kilt, no Zyrus hoodie. This sounds <laughs> pretty amazing. funny. Have you seen photos? Pretty, Are there photos? Yes, <gasps> I I I've seen images that oh. uh, that definitely indicate that this guy was definitely. Definitely thinking when in doubt, freak him out because they're. He's intense. He's got those eyes, those Aleister Crowley eyes. So after the battle, the war did not end. Crowley still relocated to London from Paris. He still went about London attempting to recruit people to his side. And the whole while, WB Yeats is valiantly fighting him with magic as best he possibly can without a K. So he put spells that were supposed to exercise the evil from Crowley and cause him to be harmless. Yeats attempted spells to stop him from recruiting victims throughout London. He also he also implemented a mystical spell to call a vampire to Crowley's bedside to tear his flesh while he slept so he would not get good sleep. And none of it worked, apparently. No, he was, he was, uh, well, as you know by now, he's pretty, pretty successful and pretty famous. Yeah. He also burned, like, every bridge he ever made. As soon as he denounced his own dad and denounced his own name, he was just like, I don't care about anybody. No. The one thing you'll never hear Crowley say is, I had lunch with an old friend. He actually might have killed Mathers, Samuel McGregor Mathers, his his patron whoa with a curse oh. uh, because Mathers died mysteriously in 1918 although influenza was sweeping the continent at the time it's been suggested that it was probably a curse placed by Crowley himself I curse you to catch influenza during the epidemic it's all me <laughs> <laughs> so Moina Moina Bergson Mathers I think a relation of Mathers? I'm not sure. Same last name. Thought that it was too much astral projection that killed McGregor Mathers. He just did too much astral projecting. Did he see the sparrows? No. (laughs) Remember that from Sabrina? No, I didn't watch Sabrina. Oh, God, Diana. Man. Yeah, so every time they astral project, the sparrows come to take their souls away. Because they think they're dead, so they have to... They, ha- they have to be very careful when they astral project in Sabrina. That's why they have cats. Now I understand. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I like that. That's good. Uh, so yes, just like that. He didn't have a cat. Unfortunately, he had his life force sucked away by sparrows while he was astral projecting, according to Moina. So she went on to found another order, the Alpha at Omega Lodge of the Golden Dawn, uh, which she ran until 1928. And it became the name for a nationalist racist organization in Greece and Yates went on to be elected as a senator just going to show what can happen when you're a rich white dude who has <laughs> who has dabbled in, in attempted murder magic lawsuits etc related to the occult like Ireland's like we choose you <laughs> I love it I love it and yet Crowley is now the name that is used for every demon in every pop culture reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's evil. He's he's somebody that nobody likes because he 
kind of doesn't want to be liked by anybody. So no. easy, easy pickings. He's famous. He got what he wanted. Yep. They both got what they wanted. Oh, yeah. So now if you want to visit the site of the Battle of Blythe Road and the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, you can visit such a site on Blythe Road in London. It is now George's Cafe. You can take goofy photos of yourself dressed in black and holding up a pendulum while normal people who drink coffee stare at you. It's going to be a good time. They don't have like an Instagram set up for you there with like upside down pentagrams and Osiris heads and things. (laughs) Missing a business opportunity in my opinion. George's Cafe, get on this. I would pay you for admission. Come on. Roswell, New Mexico has totally embraced the alien thing. You guys should get on this. Tourism. Get on your necro pants and do the tourist shuffle. Rent in London is really high. Do whatever you can to stay ahead, right? That's how I feel. Okay, goals. When George's <laughs> Cafe decides that they need new ownership, we're gonna scoop in. <laughs> so I can't wait to learn more about the women of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. I really think that this is like a kind of groundbreaking place in the world for women, especially because, you know, the the ancient tradition of burning women for practicing magic kind of came from here, from the UK. Oh, yeah. 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 Europe. Kind of all over. I mean, I know UK is not part of Europe. That whole area on that side of the coast. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's cool that, uh, that, that these women somehow were not burned. You know, this was just very, very short amount of time after that was happening. It's nice. And there are books about uh, Florence Farr and her running of the society when Yates was too busy being a goddamn senator. Diana, that was amazing. I learned so much about the order of the her- hermetic, hermetic order of hermetic the Hermetic society. Hermetic order. Hermetic society of the Golden Dawn. Okay, well, Diana, that was very informative. I'm glad that we were able to talk to Yates directly and find out that he actually was not a virgin. Denies. Denies denies it. Just because a ghost is talking to you does not mean the ghost is telling the truth, Becky. Don't don't believe their lies. And I may not have been talking to Yates at all. I could have been talking to that other haunted doll I have over here. Exactly. She's like, I am not a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. We just talked about creepy non-virgin dolls in our interview with Sin on Monday. That's where the connection to this topic came from, Becky. Yeah, that doesn't have to be a connection. Okay, good. Yeah. God, there's no there's no connection. I just wanted to talk about weird magic battles. Everything is connected. Exactly. (laughs) We are all one within the golden dong. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you think, Becky? I think I'm going to have a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kielimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media, LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kielimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit.
Let me give you a big Labor Day surprise. Most people think if we all exercise the same and eat the same, we'd all look the same. And let me tell you why that's wrong. Your body is unique and your metabolism is unique. I'm Lacey Green, and I'm a super trainer at Body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And you can't see me, but I don't look like your average personal trainer. I'm curvy, and I'm proud of it. So I created a program for beginners only on the Body app to show people like us how to get incredible results and be our version of happy and healthy. This isn't just workout videos. It's people like you and me. It's community. It's incredible trainers. It's easy to follow nutrition and mindset experts to help you reduce stress and just feel better. And you can get started with my new program called For Beginners Only. Now, here's the big surprise. If you go to body.com right now, that's B-O-D-I.com, not only can you get everything Body has to offer at 50% off with an annual membership, you'll also get an additional 20% off, but only during Labor Day weekend. Let's do this together. Go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold? On September 24th, 2023. We will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.